I don't mind it, man. Potato your ass off. Did she have shredded cheese in the other pocket? <laughs> <laughs> See, now we're talking. Sour cream packets at the ready. I don't now know. Didn't, didn't look. Didn't look like she needed them. No. She just went straight to the uh, to the. Uh, I think potato. she was soaking something up That's in the fine. third quarter. You know, probably so. Uh, we'll be at Rally House coming up on Friday for the show. Five fifty-eight. We'll get started till ten a.m. at the Oak Park location, ninety-seventh and Quivera. Hope to see you out at Rally House on uh, Friday morning. Ahead of, of course, the uh, the Chiefs. And the Bengals, which comes your way uh, Sunday, 5.30 on 106.5 The Wolf. Our pregame coverage gets underway at 2 o'clock. Run the ball, stop the run. Like, How hard is that to do? Sometimes you right? just keep it, keep it simple. I know a lot of the folks are going to be on quarterbacks and whatever, but Chiefs ran well in the first meeting. Maybe not enough in the final drive, but do that again. They also stopped running in the second half of last year's title game. Yeah, remember that? Right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't do that again. Now, the Bengals ran well as well, and it was also without Mixon. Like, Samaji P. Ryan had a, had a heck of a game the last matchup. That's a hell of a duo back there, dude. It's, good. it's a good combo. So now they got Mixon, too. So they're prob- presumably better in the run game now, too. Uh, it's cliches, I know. But stop the run first, and on offense, establish the run. Plus, wouldn't it be good to take a little pressure off Pat's foot by being able to run the football. You know they're and not going to do that. And right? against a defense that is basically challenging you to run. Mm-hmm. You know they're not going to do soften that. Soften them up with the run game a little bit. If That's Andy all. comes out and runs the ball this weekend, we will all I'll be, be shocked. shocked. I, know. I know. I know. Like, we can sit here and say on Tuesday, Pat's ankle, take the pressure off. Pat's ankle, take the pressure They'll off. throw First it 50 play. times. Yeah, I know. That's exactly right. Thirty-three. You're looking at me for like a response. I'm like thirty-three for forty-two for two ninety-eight. Three scores. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I I mean, I know. Like Andy, like it's not even phasing Andy that his ankle's all bum. You know, like Andy's like, well, we still got to put a game plan in, so we're going to throw the ball and we're going to do what we do. We're not going to change who we are. Yeah, that's that's fine. We're not going to change things. All of a sudden, we're going to. They're not going to run the football. I just kind of want you to maybe confirm with everything he knows in the offense, he could play on Sunday without taking reps throughout the week. Correct. Uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I think so. He's never done that. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the answer for you on that. He's, he's never done it. So a uh, coach, uh, it's the uh, AFC championship game. The MVP of the league is banged up. Do you think he could get out there if he doesn't practice this week? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Ankle watch 2023 on Besco in the morning. Who's asking if Patrick Mahomes can play if he doesn't practice this week? Are, uh, are you kidding? James Palmer, NFL Network. It's not like oh, me. Oh, yeah. is that who that yeah, was? So. Yeah. So. Jimmy P. Way he's to go, never James. done it, but even he's like, I don't know. He's never done it before. Well, he could. I, I'm fine with him doing it hey. for the I'm, – I'm fine with him not practicing for the first time ever this week. Yeah. I'm good with that. I'm good with as that. As long as he plays I mean, on Sunday, I don't care. You think Mah- do, you, do you know how hard it would be to keep Mahomes out of the game, sir? He may run on the field just for the hell of it if if they tried to keep him out of the game. Well, we got 12 men on the field. There's two quarterbacks. Yeah, one's going to have to leave. Mahomes like, I'm not going anywhere. Whatever. And he's like, I'm not leaving. Like, Do you think he could pra- uh, play this week without practice? Uh, it's the AFC Championship game. This is not September 5th. This is not a baggy pants foss. 
Specter may be the only one who laughed at that one. Um, but I, I think what we're looking at right now is Patrick Mahomes is playing in this football game. Stop asking if he can play if he doesn't practice this week. I don't care if he practices one play. I could care less if he practices all year. Just be ready for Sunday. As we talked about with Pete Sweeney, it's all the mental stuff now, man. This is where you just kind of fine-tune things, put now, the game he, plan in, learn the game plan, and go. Does he have to test it, maybe, to to show the team what he can and can't do? Yeah, fine. You know when I'm testing it, though? In Pre-game. Warm-ups, in warm-ups on Sunday? Because, yeah. because you can test it on Wednesday, and as with any injury, yeah. it heals oh. as, as you get further away from it. So... What you can do on Wednesday is probably not going to be what you can do on Thursday, probably not what you can do on Friday, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. Just and here we Sunday. sit on Sunday. Just give me Sunday. And quite honestly, I don't know how much testing I want him to do this week. I want him to like, you know, those old like hospital beds where they got the thing that holds the leg up in the air. Like that's what I want for Patrick Mahomes this week. Just have his leg airborne all week long. No pressure on it. Nothing on it at all. Do you think Mahomes can play without practicing? I don't think we're going to go with him. I, th- I think I think in the AFC title game, Patrick Mahomes is going to sit on the bench, uh, Mister Reporter Dude, and uh, we're going to go with a uh, Chad Henney. Thank you. We see those coaches though. He don't go on Thursday. He ain't going. Yeah, that, that's that's an idiot. <laughs> you, know, you know, remember yeah. those back Rahul in the day? God, ones yeah. like, oh, yeah. they don't go on Thursday. They can't play on Saturdays. Yeah, sure. Oh, really? I think they actually could. Actually, you know what? To. In the regular season, I wouldn't have a problem with them sitting Mahomes this week. If this is a game yeah, in October yeah, yeah. against the Houston make Texans, sure make sure it's fine. Let's make sure he's fine. This is the AFC Championship game. Correct. This is the AFC Championship game. Just we'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Yeah, All right, Mike Hilton, let's go. Let's see what Mm-mm. you can do. Mm-mm. He'll be out there. Don't need him to practice. Uh, Coach, do you think uh, we can uh, have Mahomes play this week if he doesn't? We practice like for 10 minutes, man. Zank ain't going to prevent him from being in the classroom. (laughs) And I don't know. Patrick Mahomes has a way to heal. And if it does, we'll move the classroom to him. Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. Wherever he needs the classroom to be, we will take it there. Uh, Travis Kelsey was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday discussing uh, Mahomes' injury. The way he was uh, still on the sideline, I had a feeling that he was going to try and get back in the game. I mean, usually if a guy goes in the into the locker room or, or go, goes off the field for an injury, um, you don't see him come back out onto the field unless he's going to try and get back out. You know what I mean? Uh, get back in the game. Yeah. So uh, there was always kind of that sitting over the top of my head thinking that he was going to get back in, but it's just a mentality you have to have no matter who it is. You know, I've, I've unfortunately been a part of, you know, when Pat comes, goes off the field, when Tyreek has been off the field, you know what I mean? Got in, very impactful players uh, leave the game because they injure. You have to have the next man in mentality, man. And it is what it is. No matter how great that player is leaving, the next guy's got to be able to step in uh, and, 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 and provide, you know, success for us man just be able to go in there and ball man and that's uh sure enough that's what chad did baby and then if he's smart enough he just gets me the damn ball that's, that's exactly right we just go next man up and if he gets travis kelsey the ball you know what travis kelsey's gonna do for him well look at what happened they, I, they I got went, travis kelsey i would i would have went third person if i were him that's oh, all i'm saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what happens it's next man up and if i'm next man up i get the ball to travis kelsey because travis kelsey's gonna do you good that's right <laughs> travis is tra- travis is legit in that area right yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah. it's not it's not smart 
I, I think about it a little bit with uh, with Brock Purdy in, in San Francisco, and everybody's like amazed that he is doing what he's doing. He, he's doing a fantastic job. You I'm hate like, the fact that an Iowa State kid is leading a team. No, doing... no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I don't know. Why couldn't it be Stanzi? No, he's smart. He's getting it to the Iowa guy first and foremost. Um, but he's smart. Like, get it to your playmakers. Like, you don't have to put a ton on the guy. You know what I mean? Like, do you think it's hard for him to throw to Kittle being Iowa, Iowa State? <laughs> It'd probably be tough to. Him. He kind of cringes every time yeah. he throws it. But like for Henny. And I've, I'm in the camp of Henny was miraculous, but also if I'm a, like a backup, like I'm going to keep it simple. Like I'm going to get it to the playmakers. Let's like, see, 87. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, there he is. Got so it. if I'm pretty, like, I don't know, I've got, I've got, I've got, uh, I've got Kittle, yep. I've got Debo, I've Ayuk. got, I've got Ayuk, I've got McCaffrey. McCaffrey. I'm like, I'm not doing anything stupid here. Let's no. Just, just be smart and get the guys the ball. Get the guys the ball. Yeah. So sometimes you just got to simple it up a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Bang or uh, Bills fans, I'm sorry, are are a little salty, or a Bills pilot at least is a little salty. Uh, Bridget Condon covers the uh, the NFL for NFL Network. She tweeted yesterday, "I'm about to leave Buffalo, and my pilot just got on the intercom and said to the Bengals fans, good luck next week, and please, for the love of God, beat Patrick Mahomes.' Wow, <laughs> salty pilot. I man. guess you want that guy driving your plane. Jeez." That guy's all salty up yeah, there. Yeah. I don't want salty pilot. Yeah. I don't need salty pilot. I think I'd, I'd hit my call button. Yeah, get me off I this will, plane. I will risk sitting in this airport for days to find another pilot, please. Mm-hmm. Please, new pilot. I, I feel like that's how quickly it's still turned, right? Why is Burrow the loved guy of the NFL right now, though? I mean, he beat Patrick Mahomes last time. Shouldn't be we shouldn't Bills fans be rooting for Mahomes to beat Joe Burrow? Why would Buffalo fans root for one or the other? One or the other. Yeah, <laughs> right. If you're Buffalo, your, you just go into hibernation. They're right both now. your nemesis. Right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like Cincinnati's made it further than you twice. Right. And they just beat you. Right. And they're the Chiefs have beaten you every time they faced you in the playoffs. So I don't know why Mahomes would be worse for you than Burrow. Yeah, what been. is Buffalo gonna do this week? You think they're gonna watch this thing? Uh, no. no, no. I mean, if it's uh. Buffalo and, and Cincinnati in the AFC championship game, I'm not watching that. No, thing. no, I wouldn't be. Oh, no. well, there's nothing good I mean, to I, come of that. I mean, we would, I but, would, but, I'd but if you're like a Bills fan, like, are you, I mean, I, I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of Buffalo fans that give a rip about what happens in this game, because no matter who you're rooting for, it's not it's good, not for, good Josh for you. Josh Allen, yeah. right? No, none of it's good for you. Right. None of it is. Josh Allen is now the quarterback who can't win the big game. Can't win in the big moment. Mr. I can't win in January. Like if you if you're Buffalo, Mr. I ain't right around now, for February. Right. Yeah. That's, that's that's another one, Mr. I've never played in February before. Um, so if if you're Josh Allen though, and you're the Buffalo Bills, and you're fans of the, of the Buffalo Bills, you're starting to ask questions though. Now, I mean, we we've had this opportunity, we've been this close. What's wrong? What's going on? What needs to change? I don't know. A lot of people I've seen recently have said him losing Brian Dayball was a big deal. Could be. Brian Dayball fixed Josh Allen. He wasn't any good his first year. Dayball came in. Boom. Look, at we got Josh Allen now as a guy who can't win in January but does really nice things during the regular season. Maybe he's missing that guy. Who knows what the case may be. But as of right now, Josh Allen is in that category with Rivers and uh, Justin Herbert and like all of these other quarterbacks that everybody wants you to believe are wonderful but can't win the big game. He's the Marty Schottenheimer of quarterbacks. Chiefs color analyst Danon Hughes is going to join us coming up at 8.30 for his weekly visit. And uh, Tommy is cursing, so he means it. Next. 
Francesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Patrick Mahomes joins CDOT every Monday at 2.15 for an exclusive one-on-one interview on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Beginning next Tuesday at this very time, we're going to give you a chance to win a $500 Hy-Vee gift card for that big game spread three times per day, 820, 830, 840. We're going to get three contestants who will have uh, 60 seconds to answer questions about our show's history. The more you know about the show, the better your chance to win. We've just passed the 13-year mark. So one person each day is going to get registered for a chance to win the $500 gift card. Again, beginning next Tuesday morning That's at awesome. 8.20. Of course, the official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You can find a huge selection of Chiefs apparel at Hy-Vee, Chiefs plates and napkins, party supplies, the themed cookies, cakes, and cupcakes, and just about everything else to throw that big game party. $500 gift card at Hy-Vee will go a long way. And again, no we'll kidding. do that beginning next Tuesday, 8.20. Be listening and then know stuff about the show. Great text from the seven eight. Usually a lot of dumb stuff about the oh, show. Oh, it's dumb stuff. Yeah, 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 you, you yeah. Should, it should be pretty easy. Yeah, There'd be so. a couple that may be a little questionable, but I think for the if most part. If you've listened for any easy. period of time, I think you got a you got a good shot at yeah. it. Yeah. But, but whoever gets the most right in, in sixty seconds will be that day's qualifier. So we've got a text from the seven eight five, which I agree with. We were talking about Josh Allen and where his place is in history, and it says Allen is Romo. Which is a good understanding of maybe why Tony Romo loves Josh Allen. Two guys who can't win when it matters. Another Mr. Was he Mr. January? Yeah, he was was Mr. January. Couldn't hold that kick, never won a playoff game, that that type of guy. But I will say this about about Tony Romo. He won the game of life. He's getting a million dollars a year to go, oh, Jim! True, true. Here we go, Jim. Yeah, he's done well. He's, he's done, done well. well. He's done I, well. I love Tony yeah. Romo from that standpoint. Congratulations on winning the game of life. Yeah. A million dollars a game. Look out, Jim. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> Let's see. Gene, what do you think? I don't know, Jim. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Centric. Learn more at centric.com slash 610. Uh, when Tom Brady curses, he means it. He that's, does. That's what I feel. That's... If he didn't curse, I don't think this story goes anywhere. I okay. I could see where you're, I could see where you're coming from. When here. you drop an f bomb, yeah, people you, pick you up on it. that. You, you mean, mean it. it? People pick up on that. They so want to hear it right? on the uh, the Let's Go podcast. Tom Brady and uh, and Jim Gray, and which is his podcast. Correct. Just, just so everybody knows, right? It's you're Tom's. on your own podcast. Correct. You can't get mad at the guy for asking the question. You obviously right. have talked about this ahead of time. I would think so. So again, more showmanship, I guess. So Jim Gray is asking, "Hey, you gonna so so what's up, man? You gonna you gonna play next year?" Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you've said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only the question scratchy. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. Scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, 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 I love do like it. the, I appreciate you asking. Yeah. yeah. He's laughing the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. If he just goes, Jim, I don't know yet, man. I'm going to take some, no, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. But he drops the F bomb. Yeah. Jim Gray clearly set him up. They knew what was going to happen. Yeah, they well pulled off the skit. Well done. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Like, like the, like, like Shannon Sharp pulling off the stunt of yelling at John ja Morant's father, like, uh, Skip Bayless pulling off the stunt of burning his Dak Prescott jersey that clearly was scripted. Um, th- good. You got to have a plan. Like I said, the best shows, the best things are scripted. We follow a plan as well. We know where we're going what? every segment. We don't have a plan. Man, it's we, not, do, it's we, not. we know where we're going every segment. It's why we're good at what we do. You got to have a plan. So that's all That's all scripted. Jim Gray knew exactly what was going to happen there. He's like, ask me this question and I'll drop an F-bomb and we'll get some run out of this thing. You're sticking with that mother <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you asking. Yes, I appreciate you asking. <laughs> ha ha ha. All right. So I again I don't want him to make a decision. I want him to to I want this to be the entire summer. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm cool. I want I want Brady Watch. Where do you think he's gonna end up? I don't know. If I bleeping knew, Bob, I'd bleeping tell you. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Raiders. <laughs> Today it's, the it's the Raiders. only team that Today makes sense. Today it's the Raiders for me. Right? But, yeah. Doesn't it? Doesn't is the only team that makes sense. If you're trying to build a franchise, you don't bring in Tom Brady at this point. But if you're trying to sell tickets and get some jerseys sold and make like that team yours in Las Vegas, give them Tom Brady. Yes, it works for everything. And again, Vegas is all about the shows. You're competing with Siegfried and Roy out there in Las Vegas. You're competing with um, Danny Gaines out there in Las Vegas. You're competing with Cher out there in Las Vegas. You're competing with the strip clubs out there in Las Vegas. You're competing with the gambling. You're competing with the dining. You're competing with the nightlife. Why would I want to spend money on an NFL game to go watch the Raiders? Oh, Tom Brady's playing? I think I'll go. So there's a lot to, you know have competition with out there in Las Vegas. Got to give people a reason to go and be a fan of your team. And clearly old Lloyd Christmas wasn't happy with the fact he that can, plus he can, nobody's he, going to watch the Raiders. He could go out there for Tommy. He could go out there and he could yell at that coach. We've seen him yell at that coach before. That's I mean, true. Like, could yell at that guy. He'll have, he'll have his, he'll have his say. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of sense. It does. It makes, it makes too much sense. It is a tale as old as time. News story pops up. TV station grabs camera, goes out on the street, gauges public reaction of said news story. With the first person they can find. Usually. This comes from Canada. Eh? The Canadian Center for Substance Abuse and Addiction has come out with a new report saying the best way to avoid the health risks that come with imbibing is to limit yourself to two alcoholic drinks on a weekly basis. How many? Two. Per week. No. Okay. Two per week. It's better for you. Okay. Okay, uh, fine. So the, the best move would be to have two drinks a day. A week. Or a week, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> yes, 14 a drinks a, a week, week. A week. I'm sorry. Two, two a week. I'm sorry. <laughs> So the the, uh, the television station CHCH, I believe it's up in, up, in, up in Canada, figures, let's grab a camera, let's go outside a liquor store, let's see what we come up with. What did you buy today? I bought uh, six Bush Light, six Bud Light, and I love them, Tall Boys. Tall Boys? Uh, how much would you drink a day? 
Well, what day? Regular day, I don't know, maybe a couple beers, depends. Weekends, maybe, you know, five beer. Two drinks a week. What do you think of that? Well, that's just not uh, feasible, not in this country. Well, come on, man, two drinks a week, what's that going to do for you? I mean, that doesn't even get you through a day. A reasonable amount, if you're, I mean, if you're at home, you should be able to have, like, uh, four beer. That's just, uh, that ain't, that's just two more. <laughs> I mean, I'll have six. But four is a fair number. But there shouldn't even be guidelines anyway. Why are you going to tell me how much I can drink at home? Well, I guess the idea is, would you be concerned that you're at a higher health risk if you're drinking too? No. That's the, the main point here is, why are they telling me what I can drink at home? What, yeah. Can I have uh, two liters of pop? Can I have two liters of pop? No. Well, not <laughs> what's more healthy, four beers or two liters of Coca-Cola? Do the math. So I'm guessing that this information about the new guidelines isn't going to change your it, life. It's heartbreaking, and I can't even believe it. Rock and roll! Oh, wait a minute. You can't handle the tooth. And then he spit his tooth out. His uh, tooth then fell out. So, yeah. Well, I, I will say this. Beer little... is better for you than soda. I'm, I'll, I'll die on that hill. Soda's like the worst stuff you could he, drink. He, he looks about like, a, like an older Austin Powers. You thought that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I just thought he'd look like a random guy at the liquor store. And then, yeah, at the end of the interview, his tooth fell out. <laughs> it's all that sugar from the soda. Yeah. Yeah, he just wants to drink his tall boys. Right. Have himself, have himself a day. Beer has more that's, nutrients than soda. Do the math. That's who they found. Hey, he's drinking light beer. I mean, in Bush Light and Bud Light. Yeah. Six, in Canada, too. He's drinking American brews. I know. I Good know. for him. Yeah. That's not feasible, not in this country, he says. (laughs) What are we wasting time, though, on guidelines? Uh, The new guidelines say you should only have two drinks a week. How about minding your own business? I understand that they say that. but The stuff we worry about having guidelines about. Uh, So well done by the TV station. That's that's finding man on the street that gets you exactly the reaction you were looking for. That's exactly what it is, yes. Sound like Chris Farley from the 913? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. bit, Yeah. He looks like a a character. I mean, he he generally looks like you could build build a show or a movie around him. That's why I thought it was kind of look like kind of look like Austin Powers to me. Mm -hmm. Got a bad bad teeth, glasses, big nose, mustache. I mean, yeah. 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 From the 816, two drinks a week. I remember eighth grade. Jeez. (laughs) Jeez. I don't think we can advocate that. <laughs> Bono looking to pass the football. Throws in the middle. Pass is cut. Touchdown, Kansas City. Touchdown, Chiefs. Touchdown, Chiefs. Damon Hughes took the bullet over the middle from Steve Bono. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Steelers. Halfback pass. Marcus Allen right side. Touchdown, Kansas City. Damon Hughes from Marcus Allen. Expert analysis, news, and views from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Dana Hughes. This so-called number one defense in the NFL that hadn't played anybody during the last part of the season, and we showed who was the best team on this field and deserved to host another AFC championship for four straight years. But you can call it. D-Nice. And D-Nice, we'll have to update that because we can say now five straight years. We'll have to update that promo for next year, huh? I was just thinking the same thing when uh, when that came up. What's going on, fellas? Hey, um, let me ask you this. You, you familiar with Mike Hilton? 
Uh, yes, I am. Are you familiar with this? We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Yeah, baby. We'll see y'all in So this guy's on the sideline saying, we'll see you in Burrowhead. If you were in that locker room right now and the Chiefs heard that, like what's the mindset of athletes going into a game where another team is talking all sorts of noise? So, um, so, so here's the deal. Like Josh, you've been around me a, a, a long time, and obviously you too, Bob. Like, there's times where you, as a former athlete, where you get asked the question, "Do you miss the game? Do you miss, you know, playing football or what have you?" And then there's the other component of, from my perspective, there are times where you kind of jump. It's kind of like that, you know, like quantum leap type of thing where you jump in and out of those feelings and those mindsets where, yeah, I don't miss the painful Mondays and the ice tubs and, you know, the constant treatment and stuff like that. But from a psyche standpoint, there are times where I kind of go in and out. And this is going to be a difficult week for me from a broadcasting standpoint because when I go in, like I go in in silence, like I, like I go in and like I am in my own zone, my own world. I don't really talk. Uh, you know, I feel like, like, like a caged animal and like, like, and I can't be that because guess what? I got to use my voice. I can't use my shoulder pads and helmet anymore. So to answer your question, I think I did just answer your question, but to answer your question... <laughs> Like the the emotions that go in and out when you hear stuff like that, it's kind of different level. And I know the fans hear that and they'll get riled up. And you know, I reposted it on on Twitter, and everybody will be you know all in their feelings. But from a player standpoint, it's different. Like it's a it's a different disrespect when it comes directly from a player as opposed to a fan base. So yeah, uh, if I was in that locker room it would definitely be the hot topic of the day. I just feel like, Danon, like we're at Tuesday, and Cincinnati has done more talking in the last two days than most teams do in an entire calendar year, and that just tells me they're getting waxed out there on Sunday. You know what? It tells me that there's no excuses. Like, to me, like from from a player standpoint, I've been on both sides of the fence. I've been – where we played the Colts the year after we lost to them in the playoffs and we lost again uh, because the emotions rose so high that I, we couldn't really, we couldn't bring ourselves down to actually play football. Um, and that can be a detriment, mm. but I feel like this team obviously is different. And when you think about the dynamic of what's leading into this game, your offensive line, giving up hits to Patrick Mahomes, he's injured. Um, you know, not necessarily the most efficient game uh, all around, but kind of consistent, but not the most efficient game in the divisional round win. Like, I feel like everything is stacked up for us to, like, explode on Sunday and, like, with no excuses. Like, you can't say they're not talking trash because they are. You can't say, well, this is the first time we're, we're facing them because it's not. You can't say that uh, we have the superior players at the biggest positions because there's a lot of people that are trying to bring Joe Burrow up to the level of Patrick Mahomes. 
So like everything that you might think that could could quash or could quench that emotional explosion is null and void. Like it's all brewing at the top. And to me, like, I don't know if there's a more anticipated time or game to play that I've seen. Maybe the AFC championship when we won it and we went to the Super Bowl um, because we had played two teams that beat us that year to get back to the Super Bowl. But other than that, I don't know if there's a more anticipated game that I can remember than this upcoming matchup. Chiefs color analyst Danny Hughes joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. Chiefs bought into the talk a little bit in the first matchup. I got to believe this time they're going to be uh they're going to be uh, squashed from talking back. Yeah, if I'm sitting in that locker room and no disrespect to any of the media guys, Adam or anybody else, but if you come into my locker, I got nothing to say. Nope. Yeah. Right? And it's not and it's not out of fear, it's out of like, I just got nothing to say. Like, just hurry somebody fast, press the fast forward button to Sunday, and let's get it on. We're ready to roll. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Ankle Watch 2023 on Besco in the morning. All right, Dayton, how do you think that's going to impact Sunday? I don't care about practicing. That's the lamest question. Can he play without practicing? Maybe the dumbest thing I've ever heard somebody ask. Let's talk about how that high ankle sprain truly affects playing football. Uh, well, it does affect it to some respect. And, uh, you know, whether it's going to be significantly better than what we saw in the game when he came back in. And, and probably some people might think, okay, well, it's going to be better. He's got a week off. Well, the adrenaline that is going through your body, people will tell you, especially athletes will tell you, that you don't feel a lot of that pain while you're still playing. Like I was talking during the broadcast, and I mentioned with Mitch, like halftime, coming out of halftime is my biggest concern after he got injured because you're sitting down for 12 minutes and you're not moving around and you're cold and then you have to come back out. That would tell me a lot about it. So the fact that he was able to overcome that is encouraging. But what I did see in the second half is some, some challenges with where they ran the ball, not necessarily just a drop back, but like him trying to, to reach and give a handoff off to Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco was a struggle. Uh, so those are the intricate parts of the game that I'm concerned. Everybody's going to be watching. Okay, when he drops back, because it's his right ankle, that's the back foot that plants. So how is that plant foot going to look? Uh, as, a, as a defense, like I'm really getting down into the X's and O's here, but as a defense, if you're a defensive back, you are backpedaling until you see the quarterback plant his back foot, which is his right foot. So you got to be careful about, you know, how you remedy if you can't put full weight on that ankle because you can be tipping off your passes, tipping off the routes, et cetera. I can see that – I can tell you that the Bengals' defensive backs will be squatting at about 15 to 20 yards because they're going to be watching, if they're not in man-to-man coverage, they're going to be watching Patrick Mahomes and when he plants that foot because he knows they're going to know that the ball is going to come out. So you're going to see them take some chances early in the game. They'll definitely have Hilton coming on those blitzes like he did last week against Josh Allen because they want to see, again, how mobile is Patrick Mahomes and how comfortable is he going to be in that pocket when he knows he's going to get hit. So 
there's going to be packages and, 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 and things that are happening during that game to test him. But from my perspective, Patrick showed extremely tough, uh, extremely high level of toughness. And I feel like, like the adrenaline, if the adrenaline was flowing in him to get him back into the game last week, the adrenaline is going to be 10 times more to get him through this game. And I feel like he's going to make, an, a, make a statement in the first drive or two to let them know that the ankle is not a factor. Fake it till you make it, right? Yep. <laughs> and then that's why hey, that's why God made doctors, right? They made God made doctors and ice bags for after the game. There you go. All right. What are the other thing? I, I think the last matchup, Dan, a key mistake, uh, key turnover, uh, a, a big sack, and then the defense unable to get off the field. I mean, there were like three things that happened at the tail end of that game, or else. You know, you're talking maybe about a win in the first matchup. These two teams are matched up. I know the feel is that Cincinnati might have the Chiefs number, but uh, the fact is they played two really, three really close games in recent vintage. Pretty much three identical games. I mean, defense couldn't get off the field, couldn't get the hits on Joe Burrow like other teams have gone. I think that's the number one thing that I'll be paying attention to. We still have a Chris Jones, no postseason sacks. He said he was going to get one last week to, to shut everybody up. That did not happen. So I want to see that this week. Um, and also getting them off the field. I want to see their punter. Like, I want to see a lot of their punter in this game. They'll probably roll the dice at times if they're fourth and four or less uh, because they don't want to continue to give Patrick Mahomes and our offense more opportunities. But when you go back to the three matchups, they were pretty identical. We either made a mistake with a penalty or we made a mistake with the turnover from Travis Kelsey that opened the door for them to snatch a victory. This is a closely contested game. This is gonna. This is what it's gonna be. Uh, I think they are as of now. Uh, we are underdogs. I think right mm-hmm. by yep. one. Yep. So there's another extra little slap in the face um, to come here to Arrowhead and be the three seed when we're the one seed and you be a one point uh, favorite. So. A lot going on there, and I, I mean, we could spend another two hours on the phone talking about it. All right, uh, but it's about it's about being about it this week. Yeah, and, and you mentioned Chris Jones. <laughs> Bob, and, it's all right. I'm right, talking yeah, about two hours. Yeah, so you you got to be fun. fired up today yeah. in a good and bad way. Like when you're talking about Mahomes' ankle and how they're going to look at him, like Ugh, I don't like that. But I like want him tipping the trash talking. I'm ready to go. Like, but to me, Dana, and 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 you mentioned it with with Chris Jones. I, I mean, he's got to show up to work this week and not move the pocket that some, you know, football coach watching the all 22 sees. He's got to make impact plays. Absolutely. He does. It's time. I mean, I think he had a great season. Some people could argue that he could be defensive player of the year. Um, Outstanding numbers, especially the pressures, tackles for loss and the sacks. But like, this is your moneymaker right here. At this point, like this is not the chargers that are making their first uh, you know, play into the postseason. It's not the Raiders last year where they stumbled into the playoffs and you had a really good season. Like we, we talk about how spoiled we are here in the Chiefs kingdom because of this Andy Reid run, specifically the Patrick Mahomes era. Well, the spoiled part of it also comes into play that we don't just expect really good play during, during the regular season. Like we're okay. That's cool. That used to be really, really great, but it's cool now. But it's not like the epitome of what is necessary. What is necessary is 
facing this opponent, facing this giant, and making those plays, making the big-time, game-saving, game-ending plays, game-changing plays that if you're supposed to be a top-shelf defensive player, if you're supposed to be one of the top five defensive players in the league and you want to be paid as such, Uh go out there and make these plays this week. You you know, superstars step up in big games, and and we're going to get to a topic a little bit later about that. If you want to be considered a superstar in your sport, you have to dominate when it matters most. I mean, Derek Jeter is the perfect example of a guy that's in the Hall of Fame because he showed up when it mattered most and made the big plays in the biggest games. Chris Jones has got to do that. Absolutely. I mean, heck, we can look across the parking lot and go back to the the 14 and 15 runs of the Royals and talk about big guys stepping up in big times when they had okay seasons or maybe all-star level seasons, but they are remembered here for Alex Gordon's home run, Hosmer's triple, you know, uh, Salvi's single down the, the, the left field line to win the wild card game. Like they're remembered for that stuff. And I feel like, Uh, I don't want to go 10 years, 20 years down the road. And what we're thinking about Chris Jones is, you know, he was a really, really great player and a really, but he he did it during the regular season. Like this is a time where he can change that narrative. This is where legacies are created and contracts are signed, Dayton. All right. We'll talk to you again on, uh, on Sunday. Players only on Thursday, Thursday night at six, right? Yep. Players only. I'll have Desmond Moses in. So two Jersey guys, another defensive guy, unfortunately, but I'll, I'll have him in there and uh, we'll have some good times. All right, my man. We're looking forward to it. Can't get here soon enough. Players only. And then, of course, the game on Sunday. And, you know, he was going through some of those Royals. And I'm going around the diamond right now, Josh. Every single player had a big moment in the postseason. Gordon had the home run. Kane obviously played at an MVP level. Moose made the catch in the dugout. Eski with the leadoff home run. Zobrist had how many big hits for the Royals in the postseason? Hosmer's mad dash home. Salvi single in the wild card game. Wade Davis coming in with first and third after a rain delay, getting guys out like every big money player. Kendrys Morales with a big home run against the Astros. How about Johnny Cueto stepping it up in game five and pitching lights out? Like, I mean, there are just moment after moment after moment in the playoffs where every single one of those guys on that 14 and 15 team had a big play. It had a big moment. For, I mean, even Alex Rios had a big hit in that, that comeback against the, uh, the Houston Astros. I believe he started that whole inning off with a, with a, you know, a, 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 a nondescript single. So, there has been somebody that did something in every every guy on that team that's a name that you remember did something big in the playoffs. It's time for Chris Jones to do that on Sunday. I guess if you're a Bengal fan, you can come for a price next. Fesco in the morning brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Metro Ford. Visit inventory online at kcmetroford.com. Really good text right now from the 816. My think, my son thinks Bob should build off the success of Brett Veachtown and collaborate with Tech9 to remix Red Kingdom and call it Reed Kingdom. 
I love that, Dave. That's a great idea. We're trying to get Tech Nine to remake Brett Veach Town. We're also trying to get Billy Joel to remake. But that Brett could be Veach a Town. double collab. But it could be a double collab, like a crossover yeah. collab. Yeah, like I could do the lyrics and he could do the singing. Yeah, I'm saying he does your song. You help do his song. And yeah, you do, yeah. Read like Kingdom. Yeah. Read Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's some crossover possibilities there for yeah. sure. Read Kingdom in the Brett Veach Town. So uh, nobody likes that. I thought it was good. Uh, Bengal fans, I guess, can 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 come here if they'd like. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, and come in here. And when you do get here, I want you to form a line, and I'm going to interview every one of you about what you do for a living and how you make your money because I'm jealous. Because United has announced it's added flights. Oh, great tweet by United. We've added flights from Cincinnati. Called an audible. Added some flights to the lineup today. New nonstop from Cincinnati to Kansas City with a. In on the 28th, out on the 30th. Right. Additional San Francisco to Philly flight as well. Oh, great. In on the 28th, out on the 29th. Okay. Okay. So, so, you, I, so you can get a flight if you want. So I checked the price just to see what it would be from Cincinnati to come here to uh-huh, Kansas City. Uh-huh. You, know how, you, you, you drove that, what, eight-hour drive, right, roughly? Um, yeah. A little bit longer, longer maybe. Yeah, a little, a little bit longer more or less, right? Uh, it's drivable, though, right? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah, one-day drive. Yeah. Hop in the car and go. Yeah, yeah, uh, so so I, I jumped on there because I caught my attention. I'm like, oh, let's see what United is doing. They're charging $2,080 a ticket round trip. And that's the cheap fare. Wow. $2,080. Bucks. So that's why Thanks you... for offering the flights, United. <laughs> that's why you want to interview those people. To, yes. Who, who can... What did you do to make your money? Who... And I'm jealous. And how do I get to that yeah, level? Yeah, yeah. How do I get to the level we're dropping $2,080 on a... Hour and 29-minute flight seems reasonable. How do I get into that tax bracket? That's, I'm not currently there, I'll tell you that. That's a little hot. <laughs> Isn't that a little hot? That's a little hot. And then on top of paying for the tickets to get into the game, and then on top of getting a hotel room at the Westin, I mean, you're you're talking about, I mean, if you if you bring your wife, you're in for at least five grand. By the time you factor in four grand for the flights, probably about another grand for, I mean, and then you got, I mean, you're in this thing for probably six or seven grr. Yeah, I just, I just to did. To come watch Burrow lose? I don't I know. Just, I just clicked it again. Yeah, the economy. Yeah. Economy. Economy. Uh, you can get for 1247 But that's not the nonstop one, is it? Correct. Right. No, that's the one stop. Right. The nonstop, the, yeah. Still 2080? And that's probably the one where you can't bring a bag <laughs> for two thousand and eighty dollars. No luggage. Yeah. No luggage for you. You'll pay fifty dollars more. Uh, right now there's one nonstop. That's right. That's 14, all they added. Oh, they got it down to fourteen nineteen. Yeah. Oh, because yesterday it was twenty eighty for yeah. the economy. Yeah, so it's, oh, it's going down. It's come down. Yeah, nobody's they, buying it. They thought there was some sticker shock with it going over two grand. Yeah, we're gonna set this price at two thousand and eighty dollars. Any takers? Fourteen hundred bucks. Any takers? Yeah, fourteen nineteen now. Oh, that's good. I don't. That's not. I can't pay those fares. It's not I, my I, not I, my I, wheelhouse. Even with the price of gas, you're you're certainly you're doing not better. for a Cincinnati to Kansas City flight. That's not my. That's no. Now, what am I getting me, on that flight? <clears throat> if you told me I could get to like Sicily, I mean maybe, but uh, not for not Cincinnati to. Kansas City for fourteen hundred bucks. Josh, my wife and I booked a, a, a trip to Europe in the spring. We paid less than that for two tickets. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. It's drivable. Done it. Yes, that's why I'm asking. It's done you. it. I've done it. It's not. It's not bad. Not the worst thing in the world. 
I'm not inviting you either, though. That's fine. You're not inviting me? No, the uh, Bengals fans. Oh, no, I don't want no. them here. No. So maybe they they like they like put in some kind of clause to make this flight really high so no Bengal fans can get here. But that's just one airline. I'm sure there's other ones you can jump on for the same amount of price. Yeah, but they added a special flight just right, for you. Right, just for you. You think, of, oh, here's a nice little deal. We're going to load up the plane, Who else wants right? a nonstop from Cincy to Kansas City right about now? I mean, it's probably not a huge demand for that other than getting you the football fan, right? Right. So good. Making it expensive for them. That's fine. And then uh, let's see what the, the price is tomorrow and see if it comes down like further. Cheapest get in right now, too, that I've seen on the secondary market. It's like 378 right now for a ticket. Yeah. So be expensive. Somebody says, I think they're factoring in that there's going to be snow from here to Cincinnati tomorrow. So what? It's Wednesday. You're probably not. You leave Saturday morning. Yeah, this is a Saturday to. Yes. So, what, they're factoring in that high rate because they're going to cancel it for you? Yeah. <laughs> they're going to cancel your flight because they can't get there? And that's the other thing, too. Like, you, like you can count on the airlines. Like, you know, I'm just full transparency. I'm not going to be here Thursday and Friday. I had a passing in my family. I'm going to be out. And it's I'm already looking at the weather, and I'm already getting notifications for tomorrow. You can cancel your flight. I'm like, I really can't. I mean, there's no other alternative. For can this you just right get now. me there, please? Can you please get me yeah. there to where I need to go, you know? And so if that's going to be an issue for folks in Cincinnati, I don't think later in the week it's supposed to snow, but snow on Wednesday should not prevent Again. anybody from driving here. Done that. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly, that's true. You did do that. That's exactly yeah. why we drove. Because all those like, we don't think we can get you there. Why don't you just tell me you can't get me there? <laughs> Hop in the car and go. I think that's, that's the... We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Yeah. Yeah, so good luck. For the price of flights, we won't. Good luck getting to Burrowhead. They'll just drive, man. People are going to drive. They're not going to take that flight. Uh, one move made by the uh, the Royals. Maybe there's more to come. We'll discuss next.